0: Welcome into episode 78 of the honest Sports Podcast. I'm back here with J.D. Kingsley, you know, holding it down as oh, he, he can. So. Doing uh, what I can, brother. <laughs> week 13, man, what do you think? Uh, wh- where you want to go right off the bat here?
1: Oh, man, dude, week 13 was so chock full of just good games, injuries, all kinds of stuff, man. But, I mean, just to get it out of the way first, let's just start with Antonio Brown. I know I'm sick of hearing about the man, but... Um he was arrested on domestic well, I'm sorry, he has a, a arrest warrant out in Tampa for uh domestic violence, domestic battery, uh, according to the Fox 13 down there. He still has not been arrested. Um, but that came out a couple days ago. Um, I guess he threw a shoe at his one of his exes, um, and threw her out of the house, threw a shoe, it hit her ponytail. But apparently was aimed for her head is what it would have was uh, surmised off of that. And he just was erratic. There's a claim there's two guns in the house that could not, the police could not get him out peacefully. And yeah, he's, they still haven't uh, released an update. He still has not been arrested. So who knows with that guy, but it's a shame because he was, such a talented football player, one of the best of the generation. I mean, at least that's my opinion. What do you think about that? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, 100%. I think, like, the second that he, uh, suffered that concussion from Von perfect on the, on the Bengals, I think it was a Monday night game going back. Um, he just hasn't been the same, man. Like, he, he's, he's a shell of himself, like, mentally. I, I don't know. Maybe that's like reaching a little bit, but it just seems like ever since that game, he wasn't the same person. If you, like, backtrack to and then he he obviously records the locker room a whole celebration type deal Uh, and you know Mike Tomlin had a problem with that and then he wanted out of Pittsburgh then he goes to Oakland Uh, at the time the Oakland Raiders um, you know they don't want him he doesn't even he doesn't even play a a regular season game for them Um, then goes to New England short time after that doesn't last up there obviously Belichick doesn't put up with any type of, of BS or anything and right. it goes the Tampa you know lives with tom brady like he he's just a circus act man, like as as much of a good player as he is he he's just he's too much for any organization to handle and and like week to week month to month, you don't know like like stuff like this doesn't surprise me because he's just he's very erratic and i don't right. think he's I don't think he's mentally good at all, man to be honest with you no. he's, he's yeah. lost so
1: yeah, most definitely the man needs help from a mental health standpoint, so feel firm in that way but you know, anyway, uh, the AB a- tenure in the NFL, I'm guessing is completely over I mean, he's getting older anyway, unless he gets some serious help and someone takes a chance on him down the road. But yeah, as all the other teams have done, we're ready to move on from AB as well.
0: What do you
1: got? What do you got to, you got to Sean Watson, man? What do you think about his what do you think about his uh, start?
0: Uh, in the in the words of a great podcaster and uh you know someone we i know we look to um pat mcafee he said he he threw an absolute dart to a houston texan yesterday uh which is which is a fact <laughs> um you know he threw that interception was was i mean it if he was still playing for the texans that would have been a great great throw but uh um, it's been a
1: while he it's been a while he forgets what it's like to throw a touchdown so he went back to old habits throwing to houston <laughs>
0: He was just like, you know what, man? Like, I, I'm, I'm struggling. Let me just let me just throw it down there and see. You know, it's like that meme. Like, somebody's down there. I'm just gonna chuck it down there. So, um, yeah. I mean, it was it was rough for him. Obviously, coming back. I mean, it's been a year and a half since he played in a regular season game, and, and right. I, it's def. You know, all the eyeballs were on that game at least early to see how he he'd be received, and and he did get booed pretty hard uh, early and often. So that didn't surprise me. Uh, he he did you know request the trade before all that stuff went down so uh, he did one out of Houston before all that but um, yeah quarterback rating of 53.4 12 (laughs) of 22 man like you know not you know a little better than 50 but but not great and and obviously um, you know the pick and and he didn't even throw any TDs so uh, they got the win over a horrible Houston team but but what do you think man like he didn't really he didn't really contribute much to that win. I'll say that.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think they would have been in a lot better shape with Jacoby Brissett. But if there's ever like uh, against the Texans, if you're gonna have your first rusty game, it, that's <laughs> and still win. It's against the Texans. But I mean, all credit to to Cleveland um, as far as a defensive unit. And like special teams, they had a sixty-yard punt return. I'm sorry, they had a seventy-six-yard punt return for a touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones, fumble recovery uh, for a touchdown. You know, uh, Cleveland didn't even have oh interception return for a touchdown. You know, so they had three three touchdowns there. Cleveland didn't even have an offensive touchdown, which is is crazy to think about. (laughs) Um, So. Yeah, yeah.
0: Houston's just a bit. Ba- I mean, like you said, that, that's a perfect way to put it. Like you, if you're going to come out and, and be rusty and, and play your probably worst game of the year, if not, you know, um, something like that, where like you're playing the Houston Texans, you can still sneak away with a win because that team is just god awful is kind of an understatement right now. They They're just struggling mightily.
1: Yeah, I mean, they also forced – just Cleveland also forced a safety. So, yeah, I mean, they they won that game with a court without a quarterback, basically. (laughs) They didn't even need to hand the ball off. They could have literally taken a knee every time and and still scored more points than the the Texans. (laughs) But, yeah, all right, man. Yeah, so um, I think it would be great to spotlight the AFC North. I mean, we already just talked about Cleveland and how they're doing, man, but, uh, you know – All four teams. All four teams won this week. Uh let's move on to the um Steelers. Got a 1916 win over the Falcons. You know, Kenny Pickett for the fourth straight game doesn't throw an interception. He hasn't thrown an interception since uh playing the Eagles. You know, so what do you think about Pickett? What do you think about Mike Tomlin? Which what are your thoughts there, my guy?
0: (laughs) Um, okay, so yeah, that's a that's a loaded question you gave me. I I like I do like Kenny Pickett a lot. I I like just the swagger he plays with. I'll say it like that. Like he's just a, he's a confident kid, but I don't think he's arrogant. Like he knows, uh, you know, he's in a situation where um, it, it's a little tough. I mean, their O line is not, it, it's probably in the bottom half if I were to look in the stats, but it just seems like he's constantly like scrambling for his life to get, to get a clean pocket or, or to get out of there to make a throw. So um, I do, I uh, do have a soft spot for Kenny Pickett. That being said, I, I root for the guy. You know, pretty strong. And, and and it's just like being at pit and then going to going to uh, the Steelers, it's just kind of like uh, the right size glove fits him. Like, you know, what I mean, it just fits like a glove that 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 whole that whole situation. So uh, pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Pretty good. Uh, A game yesterday, 16 for 28 for a buck, you know, a buck 97. Uh, QBR wasn't so strong, but, you know, at the end of the day, who cares? They got the win um against the Falcons team that 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 defense is actually pretty decent I mean they can really get after the quarterback so I was thinking the Steelers would have would have problems um but really they they handled their business in a close game uh Najee Harris did have a pretty good game as well I mean five yards a carry isn't gonna hurt you um
1: right always takes pressure off of the quarterback when you got a good running game going
0: exactly man exactly but uh You know, one of Penn State's better tight ends in the last couple of years, Pat Friermuth. I mean, the guy went absolutely ham. You know, three catches for 76 yards uh, and a long of 57. I don't know if you saw that play, but he, like, shredded, like, three or four tackles. Um,
1: I did not see the replay, uh, but I heard that. I read something that said that was a beast of a play. So, I should probably go back and watch the highlights myself. I just –
0: Oh haven't got around to it yet <laughs> Dude, we, we can't cover everything man so you know what I mean like we're we're, we're keeping up with, as best as we can ar- around the league so um, right, obviously they, sure. they let they let Claypool go a couple of weeks ago to, to the Bears um, right. so he doesn't have that much to work with really in my opinion like Deontay Johnson's all right but after that it, it's not that many options other than Friarmouth and and Najee and, and Deontay so Long story short, like good win by the Steelers. Uh, I might stand alone on this one, at least on the on the podcast, and say that I think Mike <laughs> Tomlin is maybe one of the most uh, overrated coaches I've seen. Uh nah. in, in my opinion. No, no. All um, right, tell me, tell me why? Why? Uh, sorry, I got stuff playing in the background here. It's probably Mike Tomlin no trying to get me to, sh- to shut up. But uh. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, anyways, I I know he uh he's had a winning season every year since he's been there, and I I can, I can respect that. I just think the Steelers as an organization they draft really really well. Um, they scout like they they develop players really well. Uh, in comparison to a lot of teams, most teams I'll say that. Um, I mean I I, I just attribute to like how many times has has he gone to the playoffs, and then how many times has he gone to the Super Bowl. It seems like they're in the playoffs almost every year. So let's say he went to the playoffs 12 or 13 years out of those 15. Uh, He's got
1: 10, playoff runs, seven division titles, three AFC championship games, two Super Bowl appearances and uh, one Super Bowl win. So,
0: yeah, see, I, I, I know that's, that's really good on paper and, and like, that sounds amazing, but I, I just feel like like those three AFC championship games. Uh, I mean, obviously you get to, to two Super Bowls and, and things like that, but then you get, I mean, you get dismantled by the Packers in that one Super Bowl. Um, you do come out victorious and the other one, but I, I just think, you know, maybe he's a, an okay head coach and things, but it's like they could have done more with I, arguably one of the best offenses, like big Ben um, Antonio Brown as prime. Um Le'Veon Bell in his prime and, and, and just like they always had a decent defense. So I, I just feel like they oh, under they I'm... underachieved with what they had. Now it's kind of tough. Like I can't put it all on Mike Tomlin now because like you have a young quarterback, you have this and that. But um I, I just feel like with and I'm not even gonna say like a Belichick type head coach, but uh maybe like a Kyle Shanahan, maybe with um, you know, somebody who's a l lo- like an upper echelon coach, they could be, they could have more than six rings. Like they could have seven or eight. So that's where I'd be a little bit like, you know, yeah, Mike Tollin can get us there, but when we get there, we we don't get it done. That type of deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've had great defenses over the years. I mean, you think about like Troy Polamalu, James Harrison, like the first two that come to mind. So, you know, I, um my fire back to that is the fact that, you know, you, for most of those years, who were two of the teams they were playing against. You have arguably the GOAT and Tom Brady and the Patriots, and then you have arguably the second greatest quarterback of all time, Peyton Manning, and the Colts. So they were facing elite competition, but I I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, I don't think he's trash. Um, (laughs) I, I do think that they should have more than one title, but all things considered, I think he's a solid coach. But this year, looking like it'll be his first losing season, unless the Steelers win four of their last five games. And that, that's probably not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting, man. Like I know, uh, I follow some like Steelers fan pages just to like, see what people are saying and talking about. Um, oh, yeah, And, and it's pretty split. Like there's a lot of people that defend Tomlin, but there are a lot of people that are just kind of sick and tired of, of where they're at that, you know, as a Steelers fan, th- these people have high expectations almost every year. Cause, like I said, I I just think they have a sound organization. I think, like Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, there's other ones, obviously Philadelphia in the last couple of years, but like New England, th- those those organizations just they put a good team together like, nine times out of ten. So right. you expect you expect more. That's all I'm saying. Like if you're a Falcons fan, you don't expect the the level of success that the Steelers have have had. So just that type of thing. So we'll see, man. I don't know. I don't think they'll they'll come out and just fire him like even if they have a losing season. I think if if things were to go south there, I think it'll be a quote unquote like mutual parting ways. I don't think it'll be uh, like we fired Mike Tomlin. I, I the Steelers just don't do that. So
1: yeah, very true, very true. They've had the least amount of coaches in the last I don't know how many years. <laughs> cower before him, and I forget the guy's name, but yeah, definitely, man. Uh, very good points. So I guess we'll see you moving forward. If Pickett turns out to be a superstar, then Tomlin's gonna stay. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's my opinion. Can't get rid but, of uh, the guy. No. I'm just yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Moving on, man. Um, the the uh, Baltimore Ravens. You said you watched that game. I did not. What are your t- what's your take on that?
0: All right. So yeah. Full disclosure. Like my my roommates always got that game on. So I'm I'm flipping back and like I got the Eagles game on the TV or I got the Ravens game on the laptop or vice versa. So, um, yeah, I did catch like, you know, 85%, 90% of this game, pretty, pretty wild game. Uh, in the fact that it, it reminded me of like a, an eighties bears game or something like 10 to nine. I mean, you don't see that very often anymore in the NFL is all defense, the entire game. Uh, Lamar obviously gets knocked out of the game pretty early. I think what second quarter, um,
1: yeah, that's a big big uh news moving forward. They're fearing that it's a knee sprain and with that injury, he's definitely going to be missing some time. How much remains to be seen, but in the three possessions that he was in the game, he had 11 yards passing. So, yeah,
0: they couldn't they couldn't do much with him at all like you said, man. Like very good point. I mean, 11 yards on three passes, like that's, you know, not a great three average. Possessions, there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, uh, a QBR 13, excuse me, a QBR 13. So not ideal. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, from my estimation, he kind of looked like the old Russell Wilson against a, a, a pretty good defense like that, that linebacking core for the Ravens and that defensive line is, is, is very, very good. So, um, yeah, the Broncos had that game pretty much in control for the entirety of the game, but obviously just when you score nine points that's not gonna win you many games so at right. the same time i can i can sit here and say you know russell wilson looked good and, and he he did but he, he st- at the end of the day they still didn't do enough they fall to three and nine i mean uh huntley came in and for the ravens obviously when lamar goes out and and he actually looked a lot better than than lamar did in my opinion um okay. and and that's something to like you know keep up with there because lamar is in the contract year. You know, Lamar bet on himself. So yeah,
1: he turned like, down a quarter bill almost. Exactly. That's crazy. Like
0: that 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 uh Deshaun Watson deal kind of put Lamar on on like his own pedestal and the fact that he thought he was worth that money. Not you know, I'm not saying he's not, I'm not saying he is. But um, yeah, man, he's he's on the outside looking in as far as a contract with that team. And I don't know, man. Tyler Huntley is is he makes, I'm not going to say he makes better decisions, but he's, he's more conservative than Lamar. Maybe he's not as explosive, but he does a lot of what Lamar does and he's costing the Ravens 850,000 right now. And he's locked wow. up through, through next year. So I'm not saying they they should like ditch Lamar. I think he's the face of the franchise, obviously one of the most exciting players, if not the most exciting quarterback to watch at, at times, but. Right. It's tough, man. Like, I don't. What would you do if you're if you're the Ravens GM in that in that situation?
1: In this situation, I think the question is, um, how's Tyler Huntley going to play? So, I mean, if he comes in and say, I have no idea how much how much time Lamar is going to miss, but let's just say you know three four games, um, and Huntley goes three and one, all of a sudden in my mind, you know, I don't think they get rid of Lamar, but they have a lot more bargaining uh, power to be like, hey, man, like, look. Here's what you were doing. Here's what Huntley can do, did. Huntley ran the offense. You turned down this money. You know you had this big injury. I don't think he gets paid as much as he'd like to get paid. Um, he's definitely going to get paid for sure. They'd be moronic to let him walk away. They just need to surround him with better weapons for sure. I've always thought Lamar was a bit overrated, and people will crucify me for that probably. But <laughs> even in his MVP season, like after that season, people were like, "Oh, like he's the next coming of." Like he could be the greatest quarterback ever. And and I just laughed. I'm like, okay, he had one season where nobody knew exactly how to defend him. And sure enough, every season since then, defenses have figured him out a bit, still a great quarterback, but not nearly at the level some people were saying. So I I definitely think he gets paid. How much remains to be seen.
0: Yeah, man. That's another one. Like almost like how Steelers fans come to Mike, like Mike Tomlin's great. Like if Mike Tomlin's in trouble, I'll say it like this. If I don't, Keep stumbling over my damn words today, but uh, like everybody defends Mike Tomlin in Steelers country. Like, I Ravens fans will go, like, they'll sell their first born child to uh, keep Lamar in Baltimore. Like, it's- oh, bad joke.
1: <laughs> bad joke, bad joke. I see, I see where you're coming from.
0: No, they uh, they just they defend that guy regardless of the situation. So, I, I get it. Uh, he is like at times he is the most unstoppable like force as far as just like running the ball and throwing the ball. Like he, he's very hard to predict. Uh, and he's so fast that it's, it's tough, but um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Like you said, with the bargaining power, they might have it, it you know, maybe, maybe he elects to go somewhere else. Like I, I'm not a fortune teller. So he might, uh what? he might try and, you know, find a different option there this off season.
1: Yeah, it's always possible. It depends. Does you want to stay loyal to the system, or does you want to make a crap ton of money? So, um, the other thing is, man, Baltimore eight and four, Cincinnati eight and four. They're in danger of losing out um, on the division, especially with the way the Bengals looked. Man, Bengals wrapping up the Chiefs, just taking care of business, third consecutive win. Um, obviously, including that big lo- or big victory last last year in the uh, championship game. What do you think about that, man? Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase came back, like they were looking hot at the right time. Thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. Uh, surprising. I'll say that. I know, I knew coming in, I, I saw that too, that they beat them the last two. Um, so for whatever reason, they do have their number. Uh, but I thought this time around, like, you know, Mahomes being Mahomes, um, the Chiefs being the Chiefs, they would just, they would do, they would have too much for the Bengals to, to defend them all game long. And, I mean you hold the Chiefs to twenty four points and Mahomes only has one T D. Like they're doing something right on the defensive side of the ball as well. And they didn't really run the ball all too well as well. So yeah, man, like you said, Joe Burrow absolutely um dynamite yesterday, twenty five and thirty one, uh for two eighty six and two tutties. Uh so you'll take that any any day of the week. Uh any almost else? definitely. He, had, he also had a 46 yard rushing. So, um, you know, not a guy known to to like scramble a whole bunch, but he can definitely get out of there when he needs to. And and Jamar Chase is just such a player. Uh, they they that was such a great draft pick by them. Obviously, the college connection at LSU, and and it's translating to the NFL. Almost 100 yards yesterday on seven on seven catches. So yeah, they I hate mean, targets. Don't, don't don't sleep for a second on the Bengals right now because especially if Lamar's out and, and, you know, not to say Huntley isn't a good player. He he probably is, but it's, uh, the Bengals are, are getting hot. Like you said, at the right, the perfect time and, and Burrow, when Burrow's on, he is one of the best in the league. There's no doubt.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Rising star, you know, 80, like you said, 25 for 31, that's over 80% completion, two TDs, only getting sacked one time. That's been a problem in Burrow's career. He's been sacked so much. Obviously, you know, he had that injury in his rookie season, but if they can protect him, forget about it. That man's gonna go off. Like having you know, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, the running game is generally speaking pretty decent. You know, Perrine went off yesterday. 21 rushes, 106 yards. It's a five-yard average. That's solid. Um, yeah. Look out, AFC. Put you on uh put you on watch. The Bengals are back. <laughs>
0: Put them on notice, man. Put everybody, everybody needs to pay attention to the the Bengals right now. And and I don't know if the Bengals and and Ravens play each other down the stretch, but that'll be a huge game, obviously.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the uh, Bengals, even with Lamar Jackson, even if for whatever, you know, there was a miracle and he came back next week. I think the Bengals get that division. And uh, that means they get that home playoff game. And I mean, there's always a chance that they get the number one seed as well. I mean, they're eight and four. And uh, what I think there's three teams now that are eight and four, uh, if I remember. I'm sorry, the Bills have the number one seed right now, nine and three. Kansas City at nine and three,
0: but right there, Cincinnati has that. Yeah, right Cincinnati
1: there. has that. Cincinnati has that. Uh, the tiebreaker over Kansas City and the Bills. Josh Allen's health has been an issue. I mean, they looked fire though Thursday. That man did whatever he wanted against uh, the Patriots. <laughs> <Love to laughs> what see do you it. think?
0: Yeah, I love to see that, man. That that's anytime. I don't care who's playing the Patriots outside of of the Cowboys, but um yeah, I mean, the, in my opinion, it it's the Bills year to like really ascend and and go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. It's just what you know, what year are they going to do it? So it's, it's they've been so close, but when, once once those playoffs starts, man, like like if it's Bills Bills uh, um excuse me, Bills bangles or, or bills chiefs like you any of these the afc is just loaded and and in comparison to the nfc especially it's, it's it's terrifying to like if you're a bills fan if you're a Bengals fan any of them like anybody can beat anybody in that in that uh league specifically so it's going to be highly competitive but um even miami obviously hanging it hanging in there as well obviously they lose yesterday but um yeah, man, against it's the number one defense. Number one. yes, exactly. So um, it'll be interesting once once everything shakes down the regular season.
1: Yeah, and that's a good segue. Actually, uh, that Miami game, obviously, San Francisco pulls out a big dub. I think it's what thirty three to seventeen. I think was the final score. Yep. The big news coming out of that is uh, broken foot for Jimmy G. <laughs> It's going to require surgery out for the season. Obviously, they lost Trey Lance in the second game of the season. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft this year. Rookie quarterback comes in, puts in work. I mean, my, I said it yesterday. I think anyone could run Kyle Shanahan's offense, pretty much any quarterback. But what do you think? I mean, I, I believe that hits their chances a lot. Or they take a big hit to their chances because, I mean, you got a rookie quarterback coming in with no playoff experience but uh weird things happen what do you think about that
0: yeah definitely definitely interesting man i mean that that game i didn't get to see it but i i did get to see you know in depth highlights and uh as well as you know just read up on it uh pretty crazy i mean it seemed like to me you know i mean miami first offensive play of the game they throw a slant and i i can't remember the game. let me let me see here it wasn't uh pro
1: Trent Shurfield. Yeah,
0: Trent, yep, yep. It <laughs> Who wasn't <heck> the that? <laughs> the normal suspects, obviously, of, of Waddle or Tyreek Hill, but yeah, uh Trent Shurfield goes 75 yards for a touchdown. I mean, he just ran past everybody on that defense, no, no issue at all. So uh Miami right out of the gate started strong, but then the Niners respond. Um and the Niners just kept coming at Tua. I mean, he just got annihilated on so many plays. It, I, he's the thing about Tua, man is like, I can never discredit his toughness. Like that guy can get absolutely drilled and he gets right back up. Um, doesn't complain. Doesn't pull a Tom Brady and cry about it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, man uh, switching gears to the, to the 49ers, obviously they, their defense is just relentless. Um, one, you know, oh, I think yeah. number one rated defense right now in the league. So for good reason. And, and you know, now that they, I, I think one of the, the main things yesterday that i i saw fr- from the highlights of that game was like when they would take away like Ayuk wasn't doing something or, or kittle wasn't doing it's like now they have mccaffrey like it, it's just like how do you stop all these guys and and at one time like, debo samuel Ayuk yeah mccaffrey out of the backfield like they had mccaffrey lining up as a receiver and he caught oh yeah he had he had uh eight catches for 80 yards like it, it's ridiculous what Kyle Shanahan can can with a backup quarterback (laughs) with a backup. Yeah, dude, it's it's even with uh, Brock Purdy. I mean, I I don't think they're going away. It might set them back for sure. Um, And I think if you can disguise your defense well enough, uh, he'll have problems. But it's amazing how sound that 49ers team is on both sides of the ball, and one of the best coach teams in the league. And and my, I thought Miami was going to lose this game. Like I did, pick the the Niners coming in. I, I think they're just better on both sides of the ball and and better coached right now. But um, yeah, Miami just they couldn't really figure it out in the second half and and only scoring seven points. So that's pretty much it there.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, big news coming out though, and we'll see uh, moving forward how this takes shape. Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting that the Carolina Panthers have just released... <clears throat> excuse me. Carolina Panthers have just released Baker Mayfield. Any chance Baker goes to San Francisco? I mean, McCaffrey obviously being traded to San Fran. What are your thoughts on Baker there? I mean, if anybody could turn his career around, it'd be Kyle Shanahan.
0: I think that would be absolutely like a great fit for both uh, both parties there, Baker and, and the 49ers. I hope it doesn't happen just for the Eagles' sake, because that would make... <laughs> Uh, for, a like I do like Baker a lot and I think he's got a raw deal, uh, in, in Cleveland, especially, I think they just kind of kicked him out of the door after, after he was playing hurt the entire year. And they just were like, you know, we'll go get the Sean Watson now, which, you know, you can say it's an upgrade. Yes. But it, it's just like, man, the guy turned your franchise around from dumpster fire to, to playoff contender. So is what it is. But I think to answer your question, uh, yeah, I, I think, that would be a great fit for both. And I think Baker would thrive in that, in that offense. And I, I think they could, uh, disguise like all the problems that he is having.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll see, um, as the week mo- uh, moves on, whether or not they pick him up or whether or not he remains unsigned. Baker asked for the release. So I'm guessing he saw the fact that there was an opening in San Fran and thus asked to be released. So, yeah. Um, I think that Baker Mayfield personally asked to be released after seeing the fact that San Francisco had an opening. But um, we shall see. Moving on from that, let's talk about another NFC team. Let's talk about the Vikings, man. Um, <laughs> 9-0 and <laughs> in one score games. They won 27-22, an ugly win. Uh, but you got to give credit where credit is due, their defense. Coming up with two big stops at the end. Mike White, clearly an upgrade from zach wilson we harped on or not harped on we we dogged on wilson as pretty (laughs) much everybody has over the last last few weeks um what did you think about the the mike white shirts that the fans were wearing there did you see those
0: uh uh yeah it was mike f and white and that's exactly how it was you know not i'm not doing it pg-13 for the listeners like that's exactly what the shirt said that's uh, that's great, man. I, it's funny. Um, you know, you got gotta like that. I think, obviously, you're you're kind of taking a shot, and I I know we talked about this a little is Like, it was kind of like the Carson Wentz, Nick Foles thing. Like, the locker room seems to like Mike White more than they like uh Zach Wilson right now. Uh, it just feels that way, and then the fans, you know, every, everything, everybody involved is all. It's like Team Mike White, and and Zach Wilson's kind of kicked to the curb now. So uh rough rough for him uh he kind of dug his own grave like we we you know murdered that topic last week so uh yeah man what do you what do you think i mean i i don't know if they stick with mike white like going you know next season but uh, i think he plays out this season you know for the rest of the year
1: definitely he's there in the starting job i don't have any doubts unless there's an injury that he's going to be the quarterback for the rest of the year if he leads him to the playoffs. You know, you go from there because their defense is obviously a real real solid defense. They got young wide receivers. Garrett Wilson yesterday, eight receptions, 162 yards. Obviously, they didn't get the the W when it mattered most. You know, at the end there, they had uh, an interception to seal the game. The the Vikings picked off White. But the future is definitely trending up for the Jets, and White's definitely the quarterback for the rest of the year. Turn it back around. You got to give credit where credit is due. You know, to the the Vikings defense, their offense gets out yarded, almost exactly 200 yards. The Jets at 486 yards to the Vikings 287, but zero turnovers for the Vikings. And that ended up ultimately being the difference. No turnovers. And they were opportunistic with the two turnovers that they had. So nine and zero in one score games. the ten and two overall. I think their point differential is actually negative or right around zero, which is absurd to think about as a, a ten and two team. But hey, at the end of the year, it doesn't matter how many points you score to get in the playoffs. If you're ten and two right now, and you end up the season, you know whatever you ended up, you know that's a fresh start in the playoffs. Each game, knockout game. So, them Vikings, man,
0: <laughs> dude. Uh, I mean, you talk about making. Uh, water to wine Uh, Jalen Rager. I mean, not to say he's making a huge impact, but obviously the Eagles re- receiver that, that went to the Vikings and like did much of nothing for us Uh, for two or three years there. He, he had a, a catch for 38 yards and he had a rush for, for eight yards. So, I mean, they're finding ways to get him the ball, which is amazing. Um, He couldn't do, like I said, he didn't do anything for, for the Eagles. So uh, just a little side, a side thing there but um yeah man justin jefferson didn't even have that many yards had seven catches but uh, you know the touchdown they, this is probably not their best game offensively by any stretch uh looking at it you know breaking that down but dude they, right. they they're finding ways to win like that's in the nfl you when the when the clock strikes zero and you find a way to win that that's all that matters uh and, and the jets yeah like you got to you got to think they're 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 kind of the jets of of Rex ryan era it it, it reminds me of that because yeah they have a better quarterback than sanchez, but I still don't think they have like the marquee guy so if they can if they can like find the the quarterback that like you know upper echelon of the league like they could be a serious uh team in the in the next couple of years because that defense is is becoming one of the best and and sauce Gardner is is looking better and better every week.
1: Yeah, wouldn't it be a – I'm not expecting this. Wouldn't that be crazy, though, if Lamar Jackson decides to sign with the Jets? That would be some craziness right there. Don't expect it, but you heard it here first. If Lamar goes to the Jets, I get uh, I get kudos for that. I'm um, going back to Rager. Super salty about that. Obviously, the Eagles <laughs> should never have picked Rager. They should have gone with Jefferson. Um and the irony now that Rager is playing <laughs> with Jefferson is absurd. <laughs> Though we we got Smith now, we got AJ Brown, so we're we're looking we're looking pretty good there for sure. Um, not too too worried about the Eagles' offense, <laughs> as you should. Uh, as we talk about the Eagles' offense, interesting stat: the Eagles obviously having a huge statement win. 35-10 over the Titans, just dominating in every facet of the game. Uh, except for the offensive line penalties, there really wasn't anything to complain about. Uh, key stat, I saw this on Good Morning Football. The Eagles are the first team since the 1987 Raiders, and that's the team that had Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen, to have 350-plus rush yards in one game, and then the next game have 350-plus pass yards. That's crazy. That is crazy. What are your thoughts on the Eagles game, man?
0: Yeah, yeah. I watched this one in in its entirety. Um, You know, I just the touch. We'll go from we'll we'll take the little bit of negative there was real quick, and I'll I'll run with that. Why not? But I I, sure, dude. Those penalties were just like it it was like every play. It seemed like for for a duration of that game, like there was a penalty. Like I I I can't remember the last time I've seen that many. piece of laundry on the field uh it was just absurd like 12 penalties for the eagles seven for the for the titans and actually if you break it down the titans had more penalty yards <laughs> so as many penalties as the eagles did commit uh still less yards but that's that's that and the third down efficiency was wasn't very good but really the eagles i mean they they like you said they dominated every facet of the game i mean tennessee had at had 87 rushing yards on the day, combine the entire team, you'll take that any day of the week. You you knew that's what they were going to try and do right off the get-go with, with Derrick Henry and, and that mountain of a man that he is. And, and really they just couldn't get that going at any stretch in the game. And, and dude, uh, like, like that, that stat you pointed out. I mean, I thought Jalen Hurts would have a big game. I thought uh, AJ Brown would have a big game because it's his former team. And, and, you know, he wants to stick it to him. He wanted, he even said this week, like he came out and said that he wanted to be a Titan his whole career and they just wasn't part of their plan financially. Um, And I think like real quick, I I think the Titans screwed themselves by giving Tannehill that deal. I I would have sacrificed Tannehill's money, gave AJ Brown the money. And then, I mean, they still might have Malik Willis years later and then who knows what that would have been. So, they couldn't afford all those guys is what is what they told AJ Brown. And, and thank God, because I mean, he's talking about a gift from God. The guy had eight catches for 119 yards yesterday. He almost had three TDs. if He barely stepped out of bounds on that, that one down the right side sideline there. So um, Devontae right off the bat, Jack stole even showing up. I mean, it, it was like everybody, everybody uh was ready for that game. I think that was their best played game of the year, man. And, outside of the, they they couldn't run the ball yesterday but who cares when you can when you can chuck the ball <laughs> downfield like that and and Jalen Hurts is is looking better and better it, that one that one play to AJ down the left sideline he kind of just threw it on the defensive back defensive uh the corner's back uh and AJ Brown just reached over him and just grabbed it on off his backside so dude That that was
1: insane. That was Uh, insane. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the best catch of the year because I don't want to discredit, you know, like CD Lamps had a few great one-handed grabs, you know, Jefferson, I think Jefferson's catch earlier in the year was probably the best, but that ball was placed and in a good spot and the defender played it. I mean, I'd say 99 plus times out of 100. <laughs> you know, that's not a catch, but he just took it right right over the defender and grabbed it for a score. Um, quick correction, that uh, play that A.J. stepped out of bounds, the very next play is when he scored a touchdown where he just trucked that defender. So yeah, probably not yeah. three TDs, but either way, incredible showing by Brown. Devontae balling out again over 100 yards for a TD. You know, those those guys just going off. Definitely playing with passion, definitely playing with um, just that desire to ha- just make a big statement, put the league on notice. You know, we are the number one team in the league. We're the number one team in the NFC, and we're going to prove that today. And they definitely went out and made a very good case for it. That's for sure.
0: Dude, man, exactly. And, and hey, I'm, I'm fumbling over my words, and I'm fumbling over the stat line and, and storylines this week a little bit. So. Oh, you're good. You're good, Go man. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, they even got Gainwell involved. I mean, Jalen was – was checking it down the game Well, a couple of times there in the middle of the field, like they just looked like they knew what they wanted to do. And they weren't, they didn't, you know, they weren't hesitating in, in any way. So uh, great to see. I, I actually picked the Titans to win this game. I thought it was going to be a trap game. For the Eagles, I thought Derrick Henry would just have a big game. And... Hater, as Dude, an Eagles I, uh, fan, hater. <laughs> they uh they shut me up real quick. They shut me in right. I'm I'm right. <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep picking against them, and it'll like keep looking like this. So, yeah, I know, uh, I know the Eagles go on the road real quick. You know, for for three in a row. Not not great opponents. Uh, I mean, if, you know, you you consider the Giants a great team. I I don't. Uh, nah, but not at all. But then they go. I think Chicago is the second game in that stretch. And then and then Dallas. Um, so, I mean, you could maybe see them, you know, losing one of those three if, if they're on the road for three straight. But the way they look yesterday, they can I think they can compete with anybody in the NFC right now for for no, no doubt about it.
1: And I'm going to venture to say they could, with the way they played yesterday, they compete with anybody in the AFC as well. That might not age well if they make it to the Super Bowl, but uh, that's my opinion, and I'm I'm allowed to have it. So
0: <laughs> Free country, man, free country. <laughs>
1: yeah, just real quick, gardner Minshew has seen his first action since the Pittsburgh Steelers game, so that's always a good thing, uh, unless it's an injury. But in this case, <laughs> a good thing because of a blowout, you know, and they even took out Tannehill and put in Willis because they got Tannehill six times four six three and outs on defense just utter domination utter domination that defensive line getting to the quarterback uh just over and over and over again but yeah. with that being said jonathan gannon this is a hot topic i know some eagles fans hate him some love him what are your thoughts on gannon bro
0: okay so outside of yesterday and outside of I'll say the Vikings game. I can't stand uh, the Steelers game too, but they have a horrible offensive line. But long story short, man, I, I think we could do so, so, so much better. Uh, I know he interviewed for head coaching positions last year. I'm sure if they make a deep run this year, he'll he'll get those opportunities again. I would not mind seeing him, uh, you know, walk out that door and, and never coming back. I, I, I think he plays too conservatively on, like, we play a ton of zone a lot, and uh, I think if we lined up, we have the personnel to run man-to-man. We have the linebackers that can just – like Kazeer White is extremely fast. Um, right, There's so many players, like uh, Sean Bradley. Like, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, we have the personnel to be such a dominant defense like we were yesterday, and it's not always the case. And I, whenever it's not the case, I, I attribute it to the game plan. I don't attribute it to the players. I I see the way they're playing the game and they just kind of sit back on their heels and let people come to them. Uh, I just think if if Gannon can keep dialing up the blitzes like he did yesterday, I would have no problem with him. but it's it's when we sit back and we play 10, 15 yards off the receivers and let them, you know, just get chunk yards on us. I, I just can't stand it. So for me, Jonathan Gannon, like I said, not a fan, Still not a fan. I'm not sold on him because I know one of these weeks he'll go, he'll revert back to what he does a lot and that soft coverage bull crap. So we'll see, man. Uh, but I, I think we can do better and I think there's a lot better options out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying 100%. Um, the way that they played last week, or I mean, I'm sorry, the way they played yesterday, if they can keep that up and they play that same style, I'm going to say we should keep Gannon we have an incredible personnel group and we're leading the league in interceptions. At least we were going into yesterday, zero interceptions, zero turnovers for either team yesterday. Actually, um, you know, we had, but we had those six sacks taken out Derrick Henry. He rushed 11 for 30, 11 rushes, 30 yards. That's a 2.7 yard average. And he's averaging over four on the year. So definitely shutting him down, making him one dimensional. So yeah, I'm not going to say I hate Gannon, but I definitely <laughs> hate the soft coverage. I don't like the prevent coverage. Bend and not break, you know, because eventually you're going to break. We gave up all those points to the Packers, you know, so I think it was definitely uh, the Packers exposed a lot that they needed to change, I think. And um, he made the correct call yesterday. We'll see moving forward. We got the Giants next week. um, Who played to a 2020 tie with the uh, Washington (laughs) Commanders? (laughs) So, you know that that game was one I was looking forward to. I called the Commanders to win the game. Um, they didn't lose, but a tie is a tie, so is what it is. Both of those teams in the playoff picture uh, doesn't hurt either team. You know, seven five and one for the Commanders, seven four and one for the Giants. But a tie is just so unsatisfying. I actually laughed when I saw that. <laughs> Do You have any any quick comments on that?
0: Yeah, man, I was I was tracking that game, and the Commanders were up. Uh, It was 13, nothing early. And I knew, like I even said to, to my buddy, I was like, the giants are going to come back. Like they're not going to get steamrolled by the command. I just don't see that happening. And, and sure enough, like, you know, the giants were even up at one point, uh, 20 to 13, Uh, Jihad Dotson, you know, one of Penn state's better receivers, you know, probably ever did a, did an absolute crazy spin move. Like one of the coolest, uh juke spin move type deals i've seen in a a little bit here so uh good for him obviously i I can't root for washington but good for him individually like that was such a great play to tie the game there late in the fourth quarter and that saved the that saved them from losing that game really so uh i don't know man this might be a hot take but like I, i just don't like i don't love the idea that a game can end in a tie i think they should like continue to play until somebody wins but that's that's just me like regardless of the game, regular season or not, you know.
1: I understand. I think I'm okay with the tie, but the fact that they shortened the overtime a couple years back from fifteen minutes down to ten has been an issue in my opinion. I don't like that. I understand why they did it. They want to keep the game shorter, especially if the you know a second game coming on, if it's an early game, whatnot, they only have a certain time slot and you don't want to cut the game off short, you know, uh, which I've seen that in the past with overtime games at 15 minute overtime games, they were required to cut it short. So I see why they did it, but I, I don't like it. Um, the ties don't really bother me too much. Uh, but I see where, I definitely see where you're coming from. I I think it's funny more than anything. I know years ago to Donovan McNabb, we were playing the Bengals back when they were the bungles, we tied <laughs> that game and McNabb was like, I didn't even know we could end in a tie. Well, that tie ended up getting us, us into the playoffs. So because of that alone, I'm okay with the ties. <laughs> if I'm and, being uh,
0: honest, dude. Only real. I remember that too. And, and McNabb took a ton of heat in the media for that because it's like, even fans knew. All right, it could be a tie, and he didn't. But who cares? At least he said he didn't. Yeah, he said he didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I totally get it. I, I saw a, a soundbite from Brian Dable this week. They, they asked him like, "What, what coaching style do you, do you like?" Basically, what coaching style? are you a fan of? And he said, all he said was overweight. So, I mean, it's just, the guy is, he's a funny guy. He's a, he's a smart Alex. So, uh, he's definitely got them playing better ball. The giants are not a pushover. Um, and, and like they're better than they've been in years with pretty much the same personnel. So, uh, I look for that game to be probably a, a decent one next week. Maybe I'm, I'm reaching again. Maybe the Eagles will win by 25 again, but, uh, yeah, man, um, Definitely uh, shaking it up in the NFC, and if only uh, Dallas would start losing, but they're uh, obviously playing at a high <laughs> level too. So,
1: Yeah, yeah, we must cover Dallas, and we must be unbiased as much as possible here, man. <laughs> so they come out, final score 54-19. I did not watch that game. I was following it on my phone. At the end of the third quarter, they're up 21-19. I'm thinking Dallas will probably eke it out. You know, they usually do, especially against the Colts. My mouth dropped, and I – said what out loud when I saw the final score 33 unanswered points four turnovers forced in the fourth quarter Dude, that defense is that defense the best in the league I mean I know we talked about San Fran but what do you think I know it's a Colts but 33 unanswered points 33 points in a quarter period doesn't matter who you're playing that's incredible what are your thoughts on that?
0: It is incredible. I'm I'm gonna take it a little bit with a grain of salt, only because it's just Saturday, like at the helm there. I mean, I, I don't know exactly if they know exactly what's like what to do half the time. Uh, just because of this whole like midseason coaching change, the guy's never been a coach before. Like, I'm not ready to jump completely on the bandwagon of Dallas's defense. But that being said, um, uh, I mean, obviously they balled out. Micah Parsons is a man among boys i mean that guy is oh, yeah. special he, he's he been special since the second he he hit the ground running in the nfl um and yeah I, I like you said i mean i i wasn't able to to watch this game either um but dude when you throw up 50, 50 something 54 points in this case uh you're doing something right uh dan oh, quinn yeah. i know dan quinn their defensive coordinator i would take a guy in a heartbeat uh, if he was, you know, the Eagles coach, I think we'd be re- absolutely ridiculous, but uh, he
1: deserves a head coaching job somewhere.
0: Yeah, man. He, he 100%. interviewed last year, uh, a couple places, but he, uh, they, they kept him in Dallas. So for whatever reason, they, uh, you know, he, uh, he likes to be there. So, uh, yeah, Matt Ryan, man, I, I, I gotta hang it up in my opinion. He, he's just, he's abysmal to watch. Uh, another Agreed. three interception game. Uh Jonathan Taylor is not the Jonathan Taylor of last year. I mean the guy was on pace to have like an insanely historic season last year and this year he he's I mean he didn't he was averaging 3.9 this game. He he just hasn't done what he did last year at all. So Yeah, agreed. The Colts just man that that is just a tough tough offense to watch. Uh you know, once again you throw up 19 points most of the time, you're not going to win and and Dak you know, only throwing for 170, but having the three touchdowns and and Tony Pollard having a, a hell of a game there seven point uh, six yards a carry, almost 100 yards himself. So, dude, uh, Dallas is no joke. I, I think when the Eagles play them, I think that's uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, um,
1: that's a big game. That's it's a huge game.
0: That uh, that's going to tell a lot. I think about the like how good this Eagles team is because I. Dallas is no, like I said, Dallas is no joke, and and nine and three is no no slouch. So they're a they're a very good team, and on both sides of the ball, there they can they can beat you. So,
1: yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I I gotta go again. I don't like heaping praise on Dallas, but I gotta give credit where credit is due. Um, you know, to, again, yeah, Ryan is definitely out of his prime, and the interceptions, <laughs> like they might not know what they're doing on the routes. One was off a tip ball. But they also forced two turnovers, one um, with fumbles, one of them being a scooped and score. Um, the same guy who got the interception, the tipped interception. I forget what the guy's name is. Something Booker, maybe. Uh, or Malik. Wait, hold on. I think it was Malik Hooker. Yeah, Malik Hooker, which is an interesting name. But anyway, yeah, Malik Hooker, tipped pass interception, fumble recovery for a touchdown. Just completely overwhelmed. Tennessee 100 percent and I mean what are your thoughts on this Tony Pollard he's been out playing Ezekiel Elliott pretty much week in and week out he's faster I mean Zeke's a better blocker but in my opinion that's all Zeke really has on Pollard you know uh, I know that Jerry Jones is over and over and over again said Zeke's their back and having a one-two punch is great maybe Jerry Jones is just coddling Zeke so that he can keep both backs who knows but Pollard's a beast I gotta give him respect what do you think
0: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I think Zeke slowed down two years ago. Um, I think it was right after he got that massive contract. It seems like he hasn't been the same guy. Uh, Not to say that's the reason, but that around that timetable of of how things played out. um, Yeah. Pollard's been better than Zeke. Like I said, the last two years and he continues to be more of a force. I mean, Zeke was Ezekiel had speed yes but he was like more of a like a power back who could escape the hole and then then get going yeah Um, bruiser yeah a a bruiser yeah Tony Pollard can just run past everybody if if the the hole opens up and yeah man like Ezekiel I I don't know I don't really understand what happened to him like I I mean he they used him pretty hard uh through the first couple years of his career so that might have like taken a toll on him and he's just slowed down but like you said, I mean, t- Tony Pollard's probably, like, better than Zeke seven days a week. You know what I mean? It's not even, like, a comparison anymore, so. I like that
1: rhyme. I like that rhyme, man. <laughs> I like my rhymes. You already know that.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I had – I had, I did it for you. I, I, I can't – pre- uh, I don't have half the the poetic skill that, that my guy J.D. has, but that's okay. We'll I appreciate you. I appreciate
1: you. <laughs> yeah, moving forward, NFC East, possibility of all four teams in the playoffs – Uh, definitely the Cowboys and Eagles are the top two teams. I know the Eagles lost to the commanders early in the year, but that was a fluke game and uh, definitely going to be interesting going down the stretch here. Cowboys fans, Dak Prescott keeps looking better and better. Now I will say this and people will probably again, crucify me for it. (laughs) I think Dak, and this is not even coming from an Eagles fan like standpoint. I think Dak Prescott's overrated. I think he's a, a solid quarterback but look at the receivers he's had over the years as well. I agree. I, mean, I agree. J- Jason Witten, you know, and earlier in his career. I mean, what? ah, man, like Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. I know P- some people think that C.D. Lamb's not a num- number one receiver. I think he is. I mean, the way he played on Thanksgiving, two one-handed catches. You know, they got Michael Gallup is solid. So
0: Dow- th- uh, uh, I'm sorry. Schultz is a good tight end. Pretty right. Better right. tight end in this league. Like, dude, he's he's always had a good offensive line too. Like he's yeah. never not had a good offensive yep. line. So,
1: and then Zeke and Pollard in the backfield, and he hasn't taken him to the promised land this year. Might be different again. I got some family that are Cowboys fans. Holler, holler out to you guys. I love you guys, and they're going to be listening here. And uh, you'll you'll probably get you know a chance to to. Oh, well, I don't. I'm not going to say probably. There's a high chance. Well, I guess the same thing is probably that <laughs> you'll get to rub this <laughs> in my face a little. Hopefully it's on Christmas Eve so that we beat you guys in the playoff rematch. Cause I am pretty sure the Eagles will have to play the Cowboys in the playoffs, but uh, we'll see moving forward. Your defense, Dallas defense. That's, what's going to win them games my opinion
0: yeah man like like we touched on like I think that'll be a really telltale sign for the Eagles like they have to get ready for that game they have to be ready like even if they drop that game and win the division like you have to send a message like you cannot get blown out in that game uh, you have to be in that game to the very end so um yeah I know Cowboys fans the last couple of years like Cowboys have owned the Eagles for the most part uh, you know head to head so I'm looking for a revenge game. I'm looking. I'm looking for the Eagles to to figure out a way to to beat that team in in Dallas too. Another place we haven't played super well lately. So, um, right, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. That team is very very good. But uh, to your point of, of, I think if you put a lot of different quarterbacks on that Dallas team, like if you put a, a Herbert, if you put uh, even like a two, I mean Tua this year is like a lot of these guys could be balling out on doubt. Like they, they could be undefeated maybe if, uh if you put one of these other quarterbacks on Dallas. So yeah, Dak early in his career, dude, Dak was like, when he first came in for Romo, I was like, this guy's a problem and this is not good for us uh, as, as <laughs> Eagles fans. But as, as time has progressed and, and he's gotten, he's another one that's gotten a massive check and he just doesn't seem to be the, the same guy that he was, you know, a few years back. So He's he's not bad, but he's not like I say he's elite. You know what I mean? So
1: agreed. Yeah, we shall see. We're either gonna eat our words come uh, Christmas Eve and the playoffs, or we're gonna get to laugh and say "Told you so." One way or another, <laughs> we'll see how that shakes out. NFC looking uh, like it'll be good down the stretch, especially in the NFC East. So yeah, and you had touched on the Colts, Jeff Saturday as the coach, interim head coach, making some questionable decisions. I saw something on Twitter today that some people are talking about Jim Harbaugh. They're going to try to – they want the Colts to try to coerce Jim Harbaugh to uh, come back to the NFL, and the Colts would be one team that's will be looking to get him. I mean, obviously, with Michigan being undefeated, Harbaugh doing his thing, he's making plenty of money. What, what do you think? Any chance, or is that just mere uh, – speculation by desperate fans uh,
0: excuse me um i think whenever there's an nfl coaching vacancy like uh jim harbaugh gets thrown into the into the fire i i true don't i don't think that uh it's too far-fetched like i think he could he could do that um i'm sure these college coaches have such a like uh long leash of like what they can do as far as like how they want to run their program so um, from that perspective, I'm sure he has a lot more freedoms and, and he's allowed to like do as, as much as he wants as far as like making this personnel change, this, this, this. In the NFL, I think there's a lot more like ownership over your head to say, like, you know, we're not doing this. Like uh, I'm the owner of the team. So uh it really is gonna come down to like what he wants to do. Like if he wants to to coach at the highest level again, I'm sure the, the invitation will be sent. And and Jim Ursay wants to win. Like that is one colt that is one owner in this league that wants to win. And he makes that abundantly clear. He's right. gone out and tried to get these veteran quarterbacks. And, you know, that hasn't worked. So, you know, maybe they go to the draft. Obviously, they, they drafted Andrew Luck, you know, quite a few years back. That didn't work either. But uh I, I think they're trying every everything they can to win. And and I can't I can't hate on that. I can't hate on the Colts for, for doing that. So I think I think he will uh, long story short be like sent the invitation whether he takes it I, I don't think he will right now because Michigan is so is so good and, and the Colts are in a, a rough rough spot right now so he might but I'm gonna say he he plays it a little more safe and he went to Michigan so there's that uh you know that whole like home field Connection. type thing yeah the, yeah. the connections
1: his alma mater he's coached for his alma mater chance legitimate chance to win a championship this year if someone's going to beat georgia i think it's michigan i think that's going to be i mean obviously michigan got to take care of business georgia got to take care of business first to get there but i have a feeling that's going to be one heck of a championship game
0: yes sir yeah what do you what do you think i'd like to hear do you think like if you're a betting man does, does he go to the colts or does he stay stay put in michigan
1: i think he stays put in michigan um if he wins a national title then i think there's a better. T- okay. So if he wins a national title, he can go either way. He goes, okay, I've achieved the pinnacle of college football. Let me go back to the NFL or I've achieved the pinnacle of college football. My team's the best. Let's keep it rolling. So I think he'll probably stick with Michigan if I was going to bet, but uh it could go either way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. It, I, if they don't, if they don't get uh, Jim Harbaugh, I don't know where they're going to, I don't know where they go from here. I mean, I, I would try and bring in like Dan Quinn from the Cowboys, to be honest with you. Like I mean, at least their defense will probably be, get figured out in a few years. Um, but I I don't know, man. Like, I don't think – I think Jeff Saturday is a place filler, to be honest with you. Like, I don't think. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Year. We'll see, man. Uh, real quick, just wanted to mention the Raiders game. Uh, they're, they they've won three straight, including against the – you know, they just beat the Chargers. Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 177 yards, two TDs if you you have them on your fantasy team good chance you won this week (laughs) um i mean they're at five and seven there's always an outside chance they sneak into the playoffs but they're definitely trending up uh what do you think real quick about that
0: dude i honestly like amazing isn't even like the right word it's like it's almost mind-blowing because they were so bad just a few years or a few years a few weeks back um Josh Jacobs has just turned a corner too. I mean, the guy put up 144 yards this week. Uh,
1: yep. After over 200 last week. Well, he yeah. had over 300. but well, he had 300 some all-purpose yards last week, I think. Yeah, dude, monster, absolute record.
0: monster, absolute like machine right now. Uh, well-oiled machine. So, uh, Leading yeah. The league
1: in scrimmage yards, yeah.
0: Dude, uh, it's it's coming out of nowhere. If they find a way in the playoffs, like I'm not gonna say they're gonna do much. But maybe Josh McDaniels is buying himself another year after I thought for sure he'd be on his way out and with no with no return. So I mean, dude, Devontae Adams, outside of like AJ Brown and and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's he's one of those guys. Like he's upper echelon receiver. He might be. Jefferson. Um, Can't forget Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how I do, but I, I still know how I do. But it's
1: because as an Eagles fan, we wish he was on our team. So just yeah, I easy want to, to let him like, slip our mind. I want <laughs> to don't pretend exist. like he doesn't yeah. exist, but uh yeah. And now All right, I, man. A, a former
0: <laughs> uh no former Eagles great, Mac Hollins. I don't know if you remember that name, but he's good. Ever since he left the Eagles, man, like he, he uh, for whatever reason he's he like this year he has I mean, it's only 566 yards, but three touchdowns, like, I'll take that. He's averaging 12 yards a catch on that Raiders yeah, team. Right. So, it's just right. a guy that, like, no one ever even thinks about. Matt Collins, um, you know, at least contributing out there for the Raiders. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm totally cool, though, with our receiving core and with our tight end. So, we're good there. Yeah. yeah so, real sure. real quick here, just to wrap up the show. Um, so, I know we're headed toward close to an hour if we're not already at an hour. Do a few quick pick pickems. Last or on Friday, you went three for three. You had the Ravens over the Broncos, Cowboys over the Colts, and Vikings over the Jets. So you're three and oh. I went oh two and one, which I guess technically would be 0 and three because I called the Chiefs over the Bengals, the Dolphins over the Niners, and the Commanders over the Giants. So definitely don't listen to me if you're betting any money. But real quick, a few pick'ems here, what do you got coming up for next week?
0: Uh yeah, we'll look into this. Um it's a it's another a lot of division games again, once once again here. So uh I'm going to say I'm going to say the cat this is a real safe one but whatever. Uh well <laughs> you got you
1: got to pick you got to pick one crazy upset man you're up three, free nothing on, right now alone me. I'll g- I'll
0: give you one. I'll definitely give you one but right, uh right. the safe one like you could literally uh, I'm not going to say take your entire savings but Cowboys <laughs> over the, Cowboys over the Texans that should be an absolute route. I mean that should be they should win by 30 in that game on paper. I can imagine. Um after that, man, it, it gets a little bit tough. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, damn, man, I, I don't want to. I, you know what, I'm gonna say 49ers over the Bucks uh, as an upset a little bit. I know they have the third string in there, but I just think that defense uh, will eat Tom Brady alive, and I hope they do. To be honest oh, with that's you. not
1: a, that's not even going to be an upset. The 49ers are favored in that game, but I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. All right. They're just yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. I could Go see ahead. it going I'll...
0: either way though, like I um and then phew, man, after that I'll say I'll say the Chargers beat the Dolphins is an upset. That's a definitely going to be an upset I I would think. Even right. though they're, they're at home. Um, All right. All right, fair I enough. I think the fair Dolphins enough. drop two in a row and they come back to reality a little bit.
1: Okay. All right. I'll, I'm I'm cool with that pick um let's see here I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Lions over the Vikings I know that sounds crazy but the the Lions have been dropping points on big you know points like crazy I mean they blew out Jacksonville they almost beat Buffalo I mean they had a bunch against they're just a good team they've had a really tough schedule so I think they're a lot better than their than their record Record stands and early betting favorites actually have the line. that's a one point favorite that'll probably change come next week, but one is a five and 17 favorite over a 10 and two team. So I'm going to pick <laughs> Lions over the Vikings. That's going to be my, my upset. I'm going to also go with Steelers over the Ravens. I think Kenny Pickett's been playing really well. You know, the Ravens almost guaranteed to be missing Lamar Jackson. So i gonna take Steelers over the Ravens and last pick. Let me see here.
0: I like the. Uh,
1: so far. I mean, you know, I'm going to take my Eagles over the Giants. I definitely don't want to, you know, call Eagles every single week. But in this case, I'm going to take Eagles over the Giants. They're playing in the Meadowlands. We haven't had much trouble in the Meadowlands as of late. We're coming off a big victory. The Giants are coming off of a frustrating tie. So we'll go now. And I'm also down to you in the standing. So I'm going to try to take that as my safe bet win. So those are my three picks.
0: I'll, I'll ask you one thing. Can I, can I make adjustments before? Like if I, I, I might have to like switch this up, man. Cause I, I kind of rushed into these and uh, now sitting back, I'm not going to take your picks. I'll let your picks be your, but, but dude, I, I love, I but, love the, I looked <laughs> at that lions game, dude. I thought the same thing. Like I just, that one smells like a, an upset. It's a division game. The Lions, like you said, have been playing very, very good um and it's in detroit and vikings are kind of due for a loss like
1: yeah well come friday when we have our next show because we're going to be doing this every friday and every monday on brutally honest sports so come friday you can change your picks if you'd like and uh, i think i'm ready to wrap up here any last words mr mr aaron
0: yeah yes sir we uh we try to you know nail this one this week and, and try and get it out to you guys so uh, this will be going up today, Monday, Friday. Check for the check for the shows on the NFL for sure, and we'll incorporate more as we go here. But uh, thanks to JD once again. Come on,
1: yeah, man, glad to be on once again. Uh, just breaking news: Ian Rapoport just dropped this that uh, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson suffered what is appeared to be just a mild knee sprain, which if he misses any time, they're guessing about one game now. The MRI is still pending. So, if that shows damage, we might have another update, which obviously we'll know by Friday what's going on there. So, you can hold your breath, but also give a big sigh if you're a Ravens fan because it's looking like you're not going to have to see Tyler Hunt leave very long, and that's going to make for the AFC North to be even more interesting. So, stay tuned on that. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a great end of the year for sure.
0: Always the end of the year, all this crazy stuff starts happening. So, it's like it's just par for the course. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to shout out a couple of people here, uh, a fan in the van uh, podcast. Definitely check that one out if you enjoy us. Um, I will say, you know, for for our listeners that don't like profanity, that's not one you want to go to then because he is uh, pretty heavily, pretty heavy on the profanity, but he definitely knows his stuff. Big, big Steelers guy there. Uh, 1420 sports podcast. I'll be on that show alongside. uh Dave from the uh, level the playing field podcast. Both those shows are really good. Uh, 1420 is, is doing big things and uh, always appreciative for, uh, for the shout outs and the retweets. Those guys are, are very unselfish and uh level of playing field as well. They, they just, they both run such a good show and uh, interesting topics and, and tangents and things. So if you like our show, you'll definitely like theirs and uh, hopefully vice versa. So, Yeah, once again, just wrapping up week 13, uh, a great weekend of football. And, you know, the drama is going to be even greater as we come down the the wire here.
1: Real quick, you mentioned that you're going to be on 1420. That's actually going to be recording tomorrow night. I don't know when they're going to drop that, but you guys are going to be talking baseball. So any MLB fans, definitely tune into that. You'll get to hear my boy Aaron and some of the other fellows there, as you mentioned on that podcast.
0: Yeah, that that should be a, a heavily baseball show, but there might be some NFL incorporated as well. So uh, definitely check out the tw- the Twitter, brutally honest sports uh, Twitter handle is brutal zero uh, eight eleven, and we'll we'll keep you updated. Sorry, slacked a little bit yesterday, uh, but if any of our fans want to overtake the account and and you know uh, fill us <laughs> in, you know what I mean, keep up with it. Uh, we're, we're, uh, JD and I are doing our best, and and we're. Uh, we're definitely doing as much as as we can right now. So, uh yeah, good stuff, man. And it's always good coming on after a a big Eagles whooping. I I did not see that one coming. So,
1: yeah, man, for sure. Onward and upward. We'll keep getting better. Stick with us. We love you guys. Peace.
0: Yeah, appreciate the support. Peace.